Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go, Buffalo Chan. On WGR Sports Radio 550. I'll tell you who left it all on the field by the sounds of it. Sal Capaccio. He was already talking about it'll be 5 in the morning when I get home on Monday when, it, when the team gets back. And, uh, Sal, I don't know. I, don't, I mean this in a good way. I'm thinking that maybe you're feeling it today. Yeah. Running, running on some adrenaline and energy right now, to be honest with you. Um, it was. It was 445, I believe, when the plane landed. And... There were people at the airport greeting the team. Obviously, that happens in these types of situations, regardless of time. And um, yeah, I was. And you guys heard, you know, my voice and the energy I had after the game. That was following the interview I did with Sean McDermott. But boy, he was—you don't—you rarely get that kind of emotion right there from Sean. But very spontaneous. And I asked him to turn around and look at Bills Mafia and Great what job. that meant. And, Great job and, by and you. He was emotional. Yep. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I just want to thank Bill's PR. Honestly, like the way those scenes work behind the scenes for everybody that knows, like normally, as you know, when the team wins, I I grab a player, but I have to see who the network's getting first. I'm never going to be able to get Josh Allen. He's got to do interviews with, you know, CBS or Fox or whoever. Um, So I'll ask, you know, in this case, I said to Melissa Stark, you know, who are you getting? She said, Josh, obviously. And then, um, you know, so I'll try and grab somebody. And I, I looked, I was going to go after Dawson or Deontay and, um, Bill's PR director, Derek Boyko, gets a lot of credit. He looked at me and said, hey, Sean's right here if you want him. And obviously I was going to take that opportunity. So Sean didn't know. So for that, that was really what was cool for me. It was so spontaneous for him. Right. He had no idea. And um, for that emotion to come out was really cool. Yeah, that's that's re- like I don't recall – I, I often hear because when at least when we do post game, um, I, I that's when I sort of get hooked in and start hearing the broadcast is your on field interview. I've never heard McDermott in that setting. Is that the first time you've got him like right after the game on yeah. the field like that? It is, and I've often envisioned how the broadcast would sound after the game if there was some sort of championship one and a celebration on the field, and it happened. And, and my you know envisioning of it always was to stay down there and get as many people. So. Great job by Chris Brown and Eric and uh, Greg Harvey and Todd Brody. I, I stayed and, and waited till Dawson was done with the prayer circle, asked him for a few minutes, a couple uh, questions, and then Deontay was actually doing a, a national TV interview, and I walked over and waited for him to be done. So not only got McDermott, but the other guys. And, and that was what I was trying to capture the scene down there, but it was truly remarkable, guys. I mean, you know, you know how much Bill's Mafia was in the stands, how many Bill's right. fans were there. And they all stayed until those guys were all off the field waiting for Josh and things like that. So the emotion, the energy, the vibe in that stadium last night and Sean on the field and the players was was just incredible. If, if folks don't watch European soccer, I, I watch a lot of English Premier League. I'll bet this is similar in the other big, the other big European leagues. 
the the visiting team often their, their supporters are there they're in a corner of the stadium usually and you will often see at the conclusion win or lose these games but certainly it's more celebratory if if the road team is won they'll go and and stand in the corner with you know with some teammates and address the fans and thank the fans and Allen running around the stadium last night absolutely 100% wow. had those vibes for me yeah someone called the show today to to say that um i think it was the first caller i had today actually uh, she called from Rochester. I can't remember her name, uh, unfortunately, but she said the same thing to me, and I, I didn't realize that. You know, I, I know the projections earlier in the week for 52%, maybe Bills fans from Vivid Seats. I don't know if it was that much. I mean, on the Bills sideline, it was probably 70%, to be honest with you, though, like from end zone to end zone and up in that corner. And then on the other side was, you know, mostly Dolphins fans, but a lot of Bills fans. But, you know, they made a difference, and they were just waiting, and, and there was obviously – a few things that happened that went wrong for the Bills early on, and you just got this feeling that, oh, here we go again. When that Deontay Hardy punt return happened, though, that just changed everything about the stadium, guys. Everything. I'm talking each sideline. I'm talking the fans. I think the, 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 the energy, the confidence, you could feel it exude. It's one of those times where, you know, I know we talk about how much momentum means. Whatever word you want to call it. I don't know if that's it. But there was a, certainly a difference in atmosphere after that play. I woke up at 5.30. I'm doing that now. We have a puppy. Kids get on the bus in about an hour from that. So 5.30, I'm up. First thing's out of habit. I check my phone, and it's pictures of the Bills and the fans at the airport. But, you know, not a lot is going on overnight. So it feels like that's probably a few hours. Then I realized this is like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I, you know, it's dark out, and I'm like, okay, this happened. Probably got home like two or so. I know what you had told me, but just hit me. Like, yeah. oh, this is actually like kind of live Happening right now. right now, yeah. Yes. Well, Sal, last year there was a lot of stress down the stretch of the regular season, and stress is not the appropriate word to describe what happened in Cincinnati last year. The season ended with a disappointing loss, and, you know, there was a lot of, what did you expect? I mean, this team only had so much. Any team only has so much in the in the proverbial tank. What is your yeah. thought now on these guys? Because it's been different stress, but... They'll all be saying how they've been in the playoffs for five weeks. And you look at McDermott, listen to McDermott last night with you, and holy cow, a lot is coming out. So can they keep winning? Yeah, they can, but I am interested in how they kind of respond now, given all of the... You know, pressure, if, if you want to call it, that was put on them over the last of uh, the stress is good word you use, Mike, over the last six weeks or so to get to this point. They had they had to keep winning. They had to. They were three games back with five to play. I mean, that says a lot about the Dolphins, too, and what they didn't do. But, you know, to, to be in this stressful environment and situation, you know, there's something to be said for always taking every day and every game one at a time and stacking these wins. But I'll also like you have this this exhale and, you know, you got to get back up for it. You got to get back up. You got to get back into that mold, mold and mode, excuse, excuse me, of this type of environment. Um, now, of course, I, I'm going to say, not the team, obviously, that how playing the Pittsburgh Steelers versus another team, maybe if, if you can't get quite as up emotionally, maybe that will help you playing a team that I think is not on the level of the Bills, but it's still a team in the NFL that made the playoffs. And they got to get back right there. Now, the emotional part of it of, last year and having nothing left in the tank. And I agree with that. And I was a part of that. I don't feel that this year at all, obviously. And we all know what happened with DeMar Hamlin, but the schedules and what happened with the snow in November. And then again, in December and then DeMar, like I I do think they were running on fumes last year. I don't think that at all now, but I do think there's got to be something to be said for 
the emotion of them being able to let this out and now getting back up six days later to play a playoff team. Yeah, it, it feels to me much more like regular football stress, Sal. And it's not to say that yep. that, that, that can't drain you. Um, you know, I guess we, we've both, Mike and myself, at different times have said, we'll probably decide after the game whether or not, or, or whenever they lose. Like, did they run out of gas? Are they tired or whatever? Um, you know, I was worried about them last year before they played the Bengals' regular season game because of all that they had been through prior to that. This year... I don't know. It, it feels like sort of more par for the course. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's football yeah. stuff. So you're there. Look at the lay of the land here. You're in as good a spot as you've ever been through these years. And I, I would hope that that sort of, if they are feeling a little fatigued emotionally, mentally, that maybe looking at just looking at the grid and realizing they're the two seed, um, maybe boost them a bit. Yeah, I agree that they're in a great spot compared to where they could have been. And obviously, they got some help on Sunday. I mean, how about the Tennessee Titans? Your team, Bulldog. Your team, man. They helped <laughs> Bulldogs, the Titans. Go. My Titans. You know, the Titans, man. Yeah. Um, they go to Miami and win, which was huge on that, that night game. And then they, they, they beat Jacksonville. That allowed, I think, a little bit of that stress to go away. But, of course, they created their own stress again during the game. But I'd also say the Steelers have been in this same situation for the last several weeks. They've been fighting every week for their playoff lives just to get into the playoffs and clawing and scratching and doing whatever they can so I think they're all they're both in the same kind of uh, situation here when it comes to that but as far as as good of a spot they can be in that's right I mean come on six and six after 12 games to now earn the two seed and the difference between the two and what they would have been the seven last night and having to go on the road back to Miami and then to Baltimore in week number two now you get Pittsburgh at home who knows either Kansas City or Houston, or Cleveland, and avoiding Baltimore for another week when they're going to have to play a challenging team. I mean, it really is well set up for them, and now they need to take advantage. It is different, though. I'm sure you'd agree, Sal. Like, they did have to win late. It's three straight for Pittsburgh to get in, but were they even thinking about it? You know, those those losses to Arizona, New England, and Indianapolis, you've had a coordinator change. You've had, really, two quarterback changes in there. It's kind of like get to the end, but they were alive, and... This is an, this has happened before when a unimpressive, if I may, Steeler team gets the seven. When they went to Kansas City one year, they did the same thing, and were big underdogs with Ben Roethlisberger. We'll see what they can do uh, here on Sunday early. I know you you'll you'll talk to Patrick Hammer and have the weather you know insight here early on. It looks like it could be pretty rough Sunday. Temperatures yeah. in the twenties and high winds. Not Kansas City, which is apparently looking at minus 18 with the wind chill Saturday night for Miami. Man. But still uh, not wow. not ideal. But it's January. It's yeah, Buffalo. And, and, and speaking of that, so Pat just texted me actually right before I went on the air with you guys. And he said, hey, I'll communicate with you all week so you know. So we'll keep everybody updated throughout the week. He did say it is looking like what he calls a weather game, but he said there is some good and bad information out there. So, you know, we'll, we'll straighten that out as the week goes on. It does kind of concern me from a football standpoint. Weather's the ultimate equalizer, right, guys? And you're right. playing a team here in Pittsburgh that would rather play a low-scoring game. And that's the kind of game, like they played Saturday night in that kind of weather, that's the kind of game that could be a low-scoring game. You this, know, and the, all it takes is a, a ball on the ground, an interception, a, a fumble here or there to really kind of, you know, even all of that out. So, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. I don't want to sound like an alarmist. They're exactly that Patriot team that won here in the... In the wind, right? They just <laughs> right. want to run Najee yeah, right. and Jalen Warren fifty times. They'll throw three passes. Watch them. <laughs> well, that that may be true. I agree. But that year, the Bills had some problems against the run. 
that showed up a lot. Far less this year. They were getting beat on the run last night, but I think the Bills are far more well-equipped to handle a team like that in this situation. Good, good. With what they have in the defensive line this time around. Right. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they, they had a tough first half. What did Miami have? Yep. Eight yards in the second half? They, they only had, they ran 17 yep. plays. Four of them were on that final desperation drive. I mean, I, I how much of a great job by Sean McDermott here? We, we know the heat he was taking uh, and the criticism he was facing. Um, on the heels of the Philadelphia loss. And to have that defense do that job, and it's not just this Miami game, Sal. I mean, it's Kansas City, Dallas, and, you know, we got the Chargers and the Patriots sandwiched in there, but 17 points for Kansas City, 10 for Dallas, 14 for Miami. I mean, that's that's an incredible job by your defense. 100% it is. And, you know, I've said this before. You guys know you've talked about it. There, there's such a difference from when they lost the guys they lost in back-to-back weeks, four and five, Tredavious White, and then Daquan Jones and Matt Milano. And it took them a while. Now, the next week they played the Giants. What wasn't a very good offensive team. You know, luckily the Bills escaped there. But then the Patriots, the Buccaneers, who did some things late in that game, the Bengals, of course, the Broncos, like they just they couldn't find themselves on defense. And I think it took some adjusting. It took some figuring out who does what well and where. And I'll give you a great example. Right. Like, so we talked about after a couple of weeks of that, how they realized, OK, they first put Dorian Williams out and then, you know, the game was a little too fast for him. So they go back to Tyrell Dodson. Tyrell Dodson was not good in pass coverage. Very good against the run. Not good in pass coverage. So what do they do? They go to Jordan Poyer as a nickel linebacker. Bring, I'm sorry, dime linebacker. Bring in Taylor Rapp as the extra safety. Great adjustment. Great job. That kind of really started to flow a little bit better. Now. In the process here, they get Russell Douglas, which is obviously a great pickup and a great trade. That said, now you get to yesterday, Tyrell Dotson gets hurt. I said on the broadcast, I expect, and Chris and Eric agreed when it happened, we were expecting Dorian Williams to come in. Here comes Bale Inspector. Now you think about this. Bale Inspector, they, that plan was, okay, Tyrell goes in, goes out, Bale Inspector goes in, not Dorian Williams. Bale Inspector's played like, Five defensive snaps this year. I don't know what he's really played. I'm just mm-hmm. exaggerating maybe, but right. holy cow. And they were getting gashed in the run game, like you said, in the first half. And then on top of that, they make an adjustment at halftime. I don't know exactly what they did. They cut off the perimeter, and they really forced Miami to either have to run through the tackles or to throw the ball, and that really kind of buttoned up what you saw in the second half. That's coaching. That's guys understanding their roles. That's understanding guys and knowing what their strengths and weaknesses are. And I I think it's been a a phenomenal job over the last several weeks. Let's check injuries. Injury update brought to you by the Barnes firm. Car crash for help. Call 1-800-8-MILLION. Four injuries last night, by my count, players leaving the game. But I haven't seen or heard anything today, not only from the Bills, but from people analyzing the injuries that would necessarily mean anybody misses from that list of players. Maybe Davis would be the most likely. What do you think? So we just got off Sean McDermott's Zoom call. He said because they got back so late, he has no information today. He normally would on a Monday. He will have more clarity on Wednesday uh, when we meet with them again. He has nothing on that. Ian Rappaport has reported that um, Gabe Davis has a PCL strain. It shouldn't be too serious. He has a chance to play this week, but he could be out. And it is actually five. And you're right, Mike. I've been saying four also. Remember, Taylor Rapp got hurt at the end of the game. So even though he didn't actually miss time because it was the final defensive play, 
that's another guy that you have to keep in mind here and where that's going to go. Okay. Um, Tyrell Dodson with the shoulder, you know, in the locker room after the game, you know, he sounded optimistic. He wants to play next week, but we'll see. That's not his choice. We'll see where that goes. Um, concussion for Ty Johnson. So that's just protocol. So we'll see, you know, where that advances. And then the other one, the big one for me, will be Rasul Douglas. Now, again, you're not facing the Chiefs or the Dolphins here in the next game, in the next matchup, a team that's going to throw the ball all over you. So, you know, Rasul Douglas in a situation here where, look, if, you, if he's going to be close, I think you can, you can live with Dane Jackson, who played a really nice game yesterday when he went in. But we'll see where Rasul Douglas is. He was on the sidelines in the second half, but he had a big wrap on his left knee. He had his helmet, but he never went in the game. He said he wanted to go back in, but Dane Jackson said, don't worry, I got you if you, if you can't do it. Sean McDermott said, well, that's all well and good, but... That's really a decision with with the trainers to if he can go back right. in or not. Right. So Rap, I did not know this about Rap. He he got hurt on the play he intercepted that the pass, the last defensive play of the game. He did. Un- unfortunately, I say it because it was such a great celebration, but it was subdued because Rap was down for a good three four minutes. Guys, okay. Right. Uh, on the right. play, and and you know then he finally got up and. Um, in the locker room, I asked him. He said he'll get it checked out this week. We'll see, right? We'll see. So uh, I don't exactly even know. Honestly, I don't even know what the injury is because of the situation where it is. We didn't get an official injury update because right. he never left the game officially, right? I mean, the game was over. So, you know, we'll see where that goes as well. Um, but that's another guy that you're going to have to monitor this, this week. This means I must have spent a good four or five minutes just exchanging high fives with the people I was watching huh, the game right. with. And I just, yeah. Like, yeah. just ignored the fact that Rap was down on the field for all that time. I didn't notice it either, and I was not giving high fives because I never would. I don't give them. Oh, that's right. You're anti. I don't five. give them. Um, fair, fair. Low fives for Mike. No, no fives. No fives. <laughs> uh, handshakes. Fist bumps. Sure. I respect the point on uh, you know Pittsburgh. Not a prolific offense. Maybe you could. I I might bet a prop bet for Rasul Douglas to score a touchdown in this game if he's active. Like you know, <laughs> New, New England again. New England comp. Right. They're sort of. They were not that team either. But you needed Douglas's. Yeah. takeaways that yeah, uh so i'm not right. saying you don't know his value of course you know his value but you know how different do the bills play an injury situation because it's the playoffs and then they're a 10 point favorite i mean it's just a lot of back back and forth here as we start the week okay well you you got home at five in the morning you've given us this time you've been informative we'll, we'll give you the, the minute <laughs> We have a minute left. We'll give you the minute. Is that that's not a fair trade off? But it's, hopefully, it's, no. But appreciate listen, the I, gesture. I, I do think I do think about the Steelers having a game a day earlier than the Bills, and the Bills getting back so late. I mean, it's almost like a day and a half basically for the Bills to, mm-hmm. you know, have less preparation time and less recovery in time here for the Steelers. And you know, those things matter. They don't have to be, you know, a, a super big deal, but they can be. You know, this is a a Steelers team that, like I said, they've been in the kind of the same situation. They played Saturday night. The Bills play Sunday night and get back Monday morning. So, you know, the Bills got to get back on top of it and have a quick turnaround here after all this. That Baltimore weather is the kind of weather where you need a couple of days just to warm up. Right. <laughs> after that, being that cold rain for hours like that on Saturday. Uh, all right. Well, here we go. We'll be analyzing all this stuff to the fullest extent here over the next few days. Thank you, Sal. You got it, guys. Thanks. That's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances here are always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Didn't get time in to ask Sal about Dennis Allen and Arthur Smith. I'd love to know Sal's take on that, too. Like, just how the St. Coach was really interesting there, basically saying it wasn't my call. Right. We, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, he's got the Falcons coach, the late Falcons coach, screaming at him. And, you know, kind of understandably yeah and he's like i I didn't actually call uh a a running play there right 
out of victory formation. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jameis did. Jameis Winston made the call. Now we got Jimmy Graham on Twitter sticking up for Jameis Winston. He calls him the best teammate he's ever had. And, you know, bleep the Falcons, Jimmy Graham. You got to get a guy, a teammate, that you went and got because he scored. What did, what did Williams have like last year? 12 touchdowns or something for Detroit? Like he was 20? 20, 20 maybe. or whatever. He had a crazy, maybe not 20. He led the league. He had a crazy year rushing touchdowns. And goes to New Orleans, gets hurt right away. Has like he has no touchdowns. They signed him to score touchdowns. He has zero. You're telling me you want to get off the Schneid like that? I know. I just don't even. I, he I wouldn't mean, have had a bonus for one. I wouldn't think. No, <laughs> I, I, I'd be surprised if he had a bonus for one. And like that's how you want to get in the end zone. I don't know, that's weak sauce. It was pointed out to me on Twitter today that the Saints finished plus seventy five. For the year and better than Detroit. Did they ever seem good? No. Not to me. No. Two points different than the Chiefs in point differential this year, the Saints, but not in the playoffs. Much better than the Bucks and the Rams, who are. And the Eagles. Eagles finished plus five for the year. They have just completely lost it. Philadelphia at Tampa next Monday night. Let's take a break, the update, and then hopefully we'll hear from you. 803-0550 to join us. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Backing Hardy up to his own five. Gets to the 10, to the 15, through a hole to the 20. 25, 30, he could go. 50, 40, they're not going to get him. Deontay Hardy going the distance for the touchdown. And we're an extra point away from a tie ball game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 